0: Intuition versus intellect. How do they play along? Which one to turn to? What about when the path becomes loose and unscripted? All questions answered on today's Own Your Intuition show through a crazy snapshot from the birth of my daughter. Also, midwives and a fabulous film about them. If you've been feeling shaky, upended, or ungrounded lately, this is an episode for you. I am but a part of this, all I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimée Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing. That internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you, and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. Welcome, everyone. I am so glad you are here. I know you could be anywhere in your listening mind. So I want you to know that I truly appreciate you showing up here. This show is for you. I have been teaching students for years, since about 2015, when I started my Intuition University programs, to understand, access, and then rely upon their intuition, as happens naturally once you experience how good it is. But I write this show for those of you who haven't studied with me yet or who don't yet know what an incredible resource you've got inside. So thanks for being here. I love hearing from all of you, of course. And I got this email recently from Maggie. She said, I genuinely love your podcast. Amazing info and insight that really helps me. Also, as an extra bonus, you have the best radio podcast voice. It's such a delight. Aw, thank you, Maggie. Words from you listeners mean so much to me. I truly treasure them. I'm so glad it's landing for all of you. It's literally why. I do it. So thank you. Okay, let's dig in to my daughter's birth. Hmm. On a day in March, a decade ago, I was sitting in the warm water of the hospital tub in deep labor. Those are the moments that I would best describe as profoundly internal. I had my eyes closed. I was likely groaning. From my perspective, there was very little that existed in the world aside from my body, this baby moving its way through my body and my mind. There was only the three of us, body, baby, Mind. During my labor with my second child, I was sent to the local university hospital. I had hoped to have my baby at home, but ended up needing to labor in the hospital. What that meant for me was that the doctor was actually still in training because I was at the university hospital. She was heavy on book learning and shy unexperience. Us birthing moms were her training ground. While I was laboring in the tub, the woman, the quote doctor, or the doctor still in training, or the woman I eventually came to think of in my mind as faux doctor, faux means fake in French, came into the room to check on me. Without any real understanding or gentleness of touch, she jammed her instrument into and over my belly, obviously giant protruding belly, since there was a baby in there, to check on the baby. It hurt, actually, what she was doing. Then she declared suddenly in a loud, pitched and panicked voice, the baby is breech. Remember I said that I was in deep labor. So during this whole situation from faux doc entering the room, jamming her machine against my taut protruding stomach, interrupting the flow of the three of us, my mind, body and baby. I hardly opened my eyes during that whole thing. Still, I remember vividly the energy of her panicked, high pitched declaration given just inches away from my face. I also remember the slow internal blink that came for me afterward. Still with my eyes closed, I remember thinking, well, that's not what I expected. Then, wait, is that true? Is the baby breach? No, that's not true. The baby is not breach. This is Aimee Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. And today we are talking about the role of intuition versus intellect and advice for transitional slash wonky times. We are doing so through the lens of the birth of my second child because Midwifery Awareness Day is this month and Mother's Day is coming up. So it seems like a good idea to pull out these stories. And birth is obviously a time of big transition. Okay, back to the story. Remember that I also said I had been hoping to have my baby at home. What is important about this was that my midwife had also come with me to the hospital. And thank goodness. She was crouched down on the floor on the other side of the bathroom, watching this whole scene unfold. Care for me having been obviously given over to the hospital staff. When I received that internal response that, no, my baby was not, in fact, breached, I opened my eyes. With barely a turn of my head, I locked eyes with my midwife, Gail. In a heartbeat and with zero words at all, she confirmed for me what I knew to be true my baby was in the perfect head-down position, making her way earthside, though I didn't know that she was a girl yet. If Gail moved her head at all in that moment to confirm my thought, it was minimal, like barely detectable. To my memory, she moved no muscle at all. All of this This whole entire exchange with Gail took place in the amount of time it can take two sets of eyes to pierce into each other. Laser sharp, certain, and quick. Our minds spoke to one another without words. Getting her confirmation that my assessment was correct I rotated my head back slightly to where it had been and shut my eyes again to dive back into the work required of me in that moment, moving a baby down a birth canal. I let the faux doctor go about her panicked business. It did not take me even for a second out of mine. Eventually, she got the real doctor or her supervisor, who used the machine with much more finesse, not actually causing me any pain at all, before declaring, that's the baby's bum, not the head. This baby is not breech. It is ready to be born. Gosh, I could tell you so many more stories about those six hours with faux doctor, but I will spare you. But what I will tell you is that in this story, faux doctor symbolizes using the intellect alone. She had all the book smarts in her mind. She was paging through them constantly to see if everything added up, to see if everything was going according to the script. FYI, there aren't scripts for babies being born. Just like the scripts for life, they are very loose and they require presence and attention to navigate. In this story, my midwife symbolizes using your intuition. She had all the book smarts too. She had done her schooling, her research, her study. She had checked my baby's position only a few hours earlier without a machine she also used something else, her intuition. In those moments of supporting women in labor, she relied heavily on her internal guidance, her inner knowing. It gave her the ability to keep all of the important details in mind, but also assess the situation in real time, staying congruent with what was actually happening even if it didn't align with the script. Later, after other bits of crazy advice and scare tactics from faux doctor, when I looked to my midwife, Gail, for guidance, she would simply tell me, trust your body, you're doing fine. And I was. So, it's important to know that when your intellect takes its proper place, As supporting guidance, while you pay attention to what your intuition tells you is actually happening, even if it doesn't follow the exact script you thought it might or should or were told about or read in a book, you are guided again and again to your version of doing fine, as Gail said. To me that day, which in my case, that day involved naturally birthing a healthy and sound baby girl. So, if you find the script not aligning right now, take some deep breaths. Several. Relax as best you can and know that the metaphoric baby will find its way out and it's going to be a much better journey if you can remember as you go that you're actually doing just fine, even if it hurts even when you feel like you don't know what you are doing, even if someone else is shouting at you that you're doing it all wrong. There is something else important to me in this story. It's forgiving birth and life. Who you are surrounded by makes a big difference while you are having a baby And while you are living your life. In addition to my husband, of course, I had Gail, my midwife, and my friend Megan there with me that day. Megan, who had already birthed three babies herself, drove all the way from Portland that morning to be at the birth of my daughter when I called her and said, she's on her way. Only again, I did not say she. (laughs) I said the baby's on her way. You know what I mean. I just use her again. <laughs> it's hard to say it neutrally in hindsight because my daughter's been with me for 10 years now. So in any case, Megan was also like a bulldog that day, but only in appropriate moments to the faux doctor. I still remember one moment when foe was trying to scare me into doing something that I didn't need to do. Blissfully, I do not remember exactly what it was. I do remember her saying something alarming and Megan turning to her and saying, don't ever say that to a woman in labor. You don't try to scare a birthing mother. Fear has no place in a birthing room. So friends, if you feel you are in transition right now, it's okay There have been a lot of crazy things happening astrologically, two recent eclipses that tend to shake things up and incite tears, incidentally. So if you are feeling it, please know that you are not alone and it's okay in my practice of seeing clients for psychic readings. When I keep hearing the same thing from clients and my friends and myself alike, and I've been hearing a lot about tumult and people feeling adrift right now, I know that there is something bigger at play here. Just like the eclipses I mentioned. But frequently when I start to see these patterns in everybody, I realize There's something bigger going on here. And again, it's okay. I frequently find it heartening to know that even though the details look different for everyone, everyone comes with their particular line in the story or the thing that is happening for them particularly. But the truth is we've all been in the mixer lately. So it's okay. Just know that. You're not alone and it's going to be fine. It reminds me of that saying I heard a long time ago and I can't even remember where I heard it, but it goes something like, everything works out in the end. If it hasn't worked out, it is not the end. So let me be your Megan in my birth story and tell you, fear has no Place here. It's actually not helpful in any room. It certainly doesn't allow you to hear your own intuitive knowing. So if these recent eclipses or life has you feeling weird or under intense pressure, like a woman in labor, <laughs> I highly recommend that you surround yourself Only with the best people, those who have your back, who get you and or will let tears stream down your face while you speak and just hand you a tissue or give you a hug or a hand squeeze in response. Tend to your nervous system, friends. I recently learned about a practice called havening. As it was taught to me, one method of doing it is running your fingertips lightly over your arms and your hand skin slowly, as slowly as you can. I'm doing it right now in the studio. Try it while I'm saying this. I recommend this light touch on your skin signals safety to your nervous system. When I Googled it to see if I could find some good links for you all, I also saw it recommended as running your hands down your arms from shoulders to elbow. And this particular practitioner suggested that after you think about. And this particular practitioner suggested that while you're doing that, you also think about whatever was upsetting to you. You do this running the hands down until you experience a lessening of whatever tension you were feeling or whatever feeling of being afraid or whatever the expression of that particular emotion. But that you keep doing that havening until you feel a lessening of that experience. And that you finish by repeating the words again while you are still doing this shoulder to elbow uh, rub of yourself. You finish by doing saying the words safe, peaceful, hopeful, calm, safe, peaceful, hopeful, calm. It's a good technique for mitigating stress and calming your nervous system. So try it. See how you feel. You can do it anywhere. This is Aimee Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. This episode was inspired by several things, including a film I recently saw called Give Light a film brought to the island I live by Vashon Midwifery. So a shout out to them as well, and a few others that brought the film together. It's a film about midwifery around the world. It was so well done and inspiring. And in honor of Midwife Awareness Day, the filmmaker is offering a virtual screening of the movie. It's only available until May 11th. So you've got to get over there and register to see it stat because you don't have you have like 48 hours from when this show radio show originally pod and podcast originally publishes. If you go to givelight.info, dot info, you will see all the details. I will also put a link to register to see the show in the show notes as well. I didn't realize this, but many people don't even know what a midwife does. A midwife is responsible for the care of a pregnant mother, both pre and after birth. She also helps the woman deliver the baby. As opposed to a hospital doctor who you may see only during the labor. The midwife's care is continued even after the child is born, providing care and insight during this tender time. Some even do newborn care. Women have been giving birth safely with the help of other women since humans existed. That is why I turned to a midwife for the birth of both of my children. And I have often said I couldn't have done it without her. (laughs) Gail will say that that is not true, but I can tell you her support was immeasurable. I frequently still send her birthday cards every year because that is what a positive impact that she made on our family. So go see the film Give Light. And if you are on the island where I live and in need of midwifery care, check out Vashon Midwifery. And if you are not in position to need a midwife right now, like many of us, including myself, I want you to still be tender with yourself, especially if you feel like you are in a big transition. Calm your nervous system quiet the fears. Your intuition is there, guiding you softly, like the piercing eyes of a friend across the room at just the right time. All my love. Hmm. See you next time. Friends, I love getting your emails and texts about how the Own Your Intuition show is positively impacting you. It literally means the world to me. And can you tell everyone else too by rating it and writing a review where you get your podcasts? I hear these are very important. Looking for more on how to naturally tune into your intuition? I have got lots of free resources for you on my website, amacartier.com, including the beginning of my book, Getting Answers, for free, and a download that will help you tell the difference between your intuition and your fear-based ideas. How do I know it's my intuition speaking to me is a question I hear a lot. It's easy. Get the download to find out how. You can find out more about me, my books, my readings, and my teachings at amacartier.com. All my love. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.